Hello, 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 and welcome to Consensual Conversations. This is part two of our Pickup Artist series. Uh, let's get right into it. The exciting part that you've been waiting for. How do you ethically pick up people? Let's give the tips and tricks. What is the opposite of what Andrew Tate does? Listen, you want to go out there. You want to have sex. Sex is fun. And it should be fun for both parties. Or as many people are there. And and let me be clear about something. A broken clock is right twice a day, right? Mm -hmm. There are some things or or some uh, some places of origin that the things Andrew Tate says come from that I kind of agree with. Like coming into an interaction with confidence, mm-hmm. not a bad thing, right? right? Not a bad thing at all. Um, negging, not so much, but like being able to like tease, like if you can give someone a little bit of shit and you can take them talking shit back at you, that's fun. That's part of flirting. That keeps it interesting. Yeah, there, there, there is something to the lowering of value if all you're throwing at this person is compliments. If you, yeah. if you find everything they say interesting, you're, you're fucking up. No. If, if you're just like, oh wow. oh wow, it's like I have thirty cats. That's 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 so cool and so brave of you. Amazing. Yeah, I just hit a homeless person on the way here. It's like, oh, wow. And then and you were able to just drive your car. That's spectacular. Like if you're if you're just a yes person that has no opinion, you are offering no value anymore. And you're boring. And you're boring. It's you're fuck. boring. You're boring. 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 Uh, but I want to start from the beginning, which is like the big part of where people really mess up when they're out in the dating scene who you choose to approach Ooh, that's a big one okay some of the reasons why people really mess up with the dating space is because they are going after people and i'm not talking about this is not like a tier of attraction yeah, like level. out of your league out like, of your we're league. not talking about that they but are shoot your shot you shoot know? your shot they are going after people who do not have the same value system as they do. So like the example I give is if you're at the bar and you're like, wow, that person is a, a fashionista, super into fashion, very well dressed. I can also tell that they're looking around at this space and they're like eyeing or all their friends are incredibly well dressed. They're eyeing other people in the space that are also incredibly well dressed. If you're not, in that fashion tier, do not approach this person. And the reason why is because that person in their outward messaging is this this thing, this putting on of clothes and getting decked out or whatever is of high value to me. This is very important to me. I surround myself with other people who also do the same. If you are not in that community's vibe, not the place for you. You're not gonna walk up and be like, hey, I'm a really good listener and a great and a great teammate. Do you like my Target polo shirt? Do you like my Target polo shirt? It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And I'll I'll say the same thing for if you see somebody at the bar who has let's say defined arm muscles, who mm. has a lower body fat percentage, <laughs> who is maybe drinking a club soda and is not four beers in, 
if you haven't been to the gym in a while and you have no desire to go to the gym, if you're not the kind of person that wants to do a hike or a yoga class, if just being physically active is not something that's important to you, don't fucking talk to that person. Right. Not like stay away from them, you plebeian, but just like this person probably places a high value on staying active. And if you are like me and my partner, where if we have a night off, we're fucking ordering takeout and watching horror movies and staying in like the fucking trash pandas we are. <laughs> like, the, you, you want to up your chances of success, right? Yeah. So if you're going for someone that seems to have a value system different than what you do just off the bat, Woo! you're making it harder for yourself. So yeah, so you you look at the person, you're at the bar, look around to the to group of people they're with, think to yourself for a second, is there a common thread? Are these a bunch of artists? Are these a bunch of fashion stars? Are are these regular? Are these people having? Are la are they laughing? Is is there literally anything that you could use to open a line of conversation besides, hello? Wait, wait! Before we've even gotten there, because I still don't want them to approach unless this makes any goddamn sense to talk to that person. The next step in this observation is asking yourself, why? Am I attracted to this person? Mm. And it may seem like a very dumb and obvious thing, but nobody tends to ask themselves that. No, it's just, they just am go, I attracted? It's, it's a one or a zero. Yeah. It's a binary they go, system. They go, that's that person's hot. I should do that. My penis likes that <laughs> my, person. My penis likes that person. And and this will give you really uh, valuable information. So if you're just like, hey, I just find that person physically attractive, that's going to be what your approach is right right don't and, and we'll know and we'll know because we'll like know. don't don't walk over to someone that you're just physically attractive and be like i think you have a really beautiful mind and, because and, you don't think that but here's the thing don't get me wrong i think there are different ways to phrase i know i don't know you but i thought you were really attractive and i just wanted to see if i could get to know you better yeah or like god you have a really great laugh I wanted to see what was making you laugh so hard. Oh, my God. What a great opener. Everybody write that one down. Because we, we all know, like, if you're at a bar, you know if somebody's coming up to you for the first time. They they don't have a lot to go on all the right, time. Right, right. And that's what, we're, that's what we're trying to advocate for. Try to find something to go on. Like, if I see someone in a bar and I'm attracted to them, it's usually because they look like they're having a good time. They look like they're at ease with themselves. Or maybe they just have, like, a really great smile. Yeah. Part of the reason why I want you to stop and assess a situation before you walk over there is because in your observation of them in the group, you might find really great openers like the laugh line that you had, you might notice that, oh my God, they're really friendly with that bartender. And a great thing that you can go over there when you're ordering a drink and be like, hey, I uh, seem to know this place yeah. really well. Is there something that you can recommend? Or, hey, I'm, I'm having trouble getting the attention of the bartender. Yeah. Like, can I buy you a drink if you get his attention for me? Yeah. Ah, ah oh. see, all of these are non-confrontational openers. Um, and again, it should be with a person that exists in your sphere of value. If you're like, Hey, the thing that I have to offer is I'm a really funny fucking person. I'm going to walk over there. 
I'm not going to do a five minute stand up act, but like, please, please, please don't. don't, please don't. But like, I'm going to lean on my humor a little bit or like, I'm really fit. I'm going to lean on my, on my looks a little bit or like, don't, don't go with generic things. Like I really love puppies because fucking everyone loves puppies. Some people don't love puppies. And what is wrong with and what is, And that's not a person that you want to talk to. Don't talk to people that don't, don't love, love puppies. That don't love puppies. And that's a good Unless line. Unless you also don't love puppies, you, you can, psychopath. You can walk up to someone and be like, hey, do you like, do you puppies? like puppies? And if they're, they're like, yeah. It's like, okay, great. Just want to make sure you're not a monster. Now, <laughs> with, with a person I, that has a great sense of humor that's been laughing, that will be a great opener. It really would. If someone just came up to me and was like, do you like puppies? <laughs> I'm taking a survey. I found another person here. Or even better yet, I just have this exceptionally cute picture of a puppy and I just needed to share it with somebody. That seems too cheesy. No, but it, if it was a cute enough picture of a puppy and if they said it with the right tone and and... To be fair, I found some part of them physically attractive off the yeah. bat. I'd probably ask to see a picture of the puppy because it's dumb, but it's also not like mean or aggressive and it's kind of silly. But it all it in those silly pickup lines, I feel like there is this acknowledgement of how ridiculous the entire like pickup scenario is. Yeah. It it kind of there's this sort of acknowledgement of the truth of like, I don't really have much of a reason to talk to you other than I find you attractive. I'd like to find other reasons, but I, I just want to open a conversation. And in a way it's like, Oh, you know, you look silly. And because you know, you look silly, you're letting yourself be a little bit vulnerable in front of me. Mm. And I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, this is going to break, break into two tiers. How do you approach somebody that is there by themselves versus there in a group? Well, because there's different body language things that were, and there's different ways of approaching those people. If someone's there by themselves, you need to look for indications that they actually want to talk to someone. First of all, they're reading a book. Leave them the fuck alone. Headphones. Leave them alone. Yeah. If, if they are not making eye contact, if they're really focused on the book, if someone is alone and looks like they're crying, leave them alone. They don't want to talk to you. They know why you're coming up to them. Leave them the fuck alone. If anything, maybe they want to talk to the bartender after three drinks if they're not too busy. But that's it. Okay. That is really it. What are some signals that let you know they are interested in talking to some people? So if they don't have a book in front of them, that's a really good start. Yeah. But you know, if they're if they're drinking and not like a thousand yard stare, you don't want to fuck with. They're looking around. But if they're taking a sip and they're looking around, if they are continually opening their body language to other parts of the room of like, hey, let me kind of scan the scene. Let me see if I can make eye contact with anyone. If you can make eye contact with them before you walk up to them, if they glance at you and look away really quickly and don't look back probably leave them alone but maybe yeah. if you if you make eye contact and then eye contact is made again and there isn't a total closing off it's of a their body light. language it, it's an approach with caution yeah uh i also and the reason why we're sort of like slowing this process down so much is because dickful thinking <sighs> will get you will get in your way from reading any of these signals every time every time so it's like you might see that person who makes eye contact with you and they turn away immediately you might go 
ah, I still want to go over there, so I'm going to ignore the signal that she gave me. Don't ignore the signal. Don't ignore the signal. Stop. Man, if you want to approach somebody, the biggest thing to do is like, take a, take a second. I will also say, in terms of the looking around the room, if someone looks like they keep looking towards the entrance and looks like they're waiting for somebody, leave them alone. Right. You know, because there's a difference between like checking out the scene and like, yeah. you know, like, like read the room. So we've seen person sitting by themselves. There's all kinds of indicators that you shouldn't go. They're looking around. If they're chatting up the bartender, that might be a good thing. That's like, hey, they're just maybe looking to talk to people. These are all green light signals. Now, what about with groups? With groups? Watch them interact with the group. Are they interacting flirtily with anyone else in the group? And by that, I mean, every time they laugh, are they looking towards someone? I know yeah. this is such a stupid trick, but if I'm in a group of people and I laugh, more often than not, I will look at the person that I am the most into or want to be the closest to to see how they are also reacting to the thing yeah. I laughed at. Strongest bond. Strongest bond, exactly. So if there's a lot of like eye contact with one person, if there's arm touching, hair ruffling, shoulder bumping with one person, arm around another person, maybe move on. Don't approach. Don't uh, approach. Part of the reason, one, it's going to be tough. This is going to be a tough fight. <laughs> so that's that's like maybe maybe conserve your energy. The other reason is you approaching in this situation may jeopardize whatever they have currently build up with this other person. And if they if you approach and they start kind of flirting with you back but are still checking out that person, you are being used in this You're moment. Being used. Yeah. yeah. You are a pawn. You are a pawn. In the game. So Approaching the group, you can't approach it like you're picking off the herd, which is which is like a big thing that happens in like these these negging uh, pickup artist kind of things that they like. I'm gonna make her feel shit by talking to this other person that they're, you know, I'm gonna make them I'm, jealous. I'm gonna talk to her prettier friend, right? I'm right. gonna to make them more insecure, or whatever. Right. When you're approaching a group, approach the group. You can sort of situate yourself. Like, let's say a bunch of people are all playing pool. This person that I'm interested in approaching is sort of like hanging out on the side waiting for their turns. Come in, talk a group. Oh, my God, you guys are play, you're playing, playing pool. pool. Can we jump in the next round? Great. How's the game been going? Are you, are you a pool shark? Are you are you hitting it today? I'm inconsistent. I Sometimes I'm a pool shark. Other times I can't do anything. Or even like I, if people are talking loudly and they say something that you actually have a response to, I think it can be handled in a way where you can sort of say, hang on a second. Did you just say, I'm so sorry, guys. I didn't mean to interrupt, but did you just say blah, 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 because. And then if, you know, if you say it in a jovial, friendly, laid back kind of manner, I think a lot of times that's another good opening too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. I overheard a part, a part of your conversation. Yeah. And I need to talk about this for just a hot second. You know, what's a really great thing. And this is going to sound kind of dumb slash obvious uh a really great conversational tactic is talking about reality talking about reality a thing that is happening the reason why observational oh, comedy oh. works with people is because is because we all find connection no unlike no I, th I thought you were talking about like so do you think we're in the matrix no or? no, no. <laughs> i mean like talking about reality as in like this is the thing that's happening in the room if you're like 
hey, I just overheard you. That is you coming forward and being honest and vulnerable. It yes. is the thing that happened. The people in the room read that as an authentic exchange of, I too have been in a space where I have overheard. We all can see that this is what happened. All see, this instantly builds connection and rapport with mm. a group. Because part of the reason why we love observational humor is we all agreeing, like agreeing that something is what it is. A shared experience. Airplane feels food good. is bad. <gasps> oh my God. I think the same thing too. <laughs> Still, playing pool is hard. Why is this floor there's so sticky? A, there's a long line outside. Okay. Hot one out there, huh? All right. <laughs> Observational remarks are a good opener. That's true. And. You must immediately then move away from observational remarks. Right. Because staying there if, is very boring. If you're the person. But it's a good opener. It's a good opener. People people will accept the observational opener. And they will loathe the person that only does observational humor. Because then you have to move to the next step, which is you need to have an opinion about shit. That is the only thing that makes you unique in this space. They're with a group of friends or they know other human beings that they're by themselves. The thing that you bring to the table is, ah, I've given some thought about things playing pool in a bar. This I, is what I've noticed. I have something unique to say that possibly you haven't heard 80,000 times and maybe you've just heard twice. Right. Hopefully uh, not at all, but. That's a long shot. And this and this comes to the sort of like round circle thing that we are getting at a little bit before. But I want to talk about people give advice when they talk about approaching people about being yourself. What the fuck does that mean? That's that's awful. It's good advice and it's awful advice at the same time because right. be yourself. It doesn't give any actionable items. No, I think what people really mean is don't lie. But put your best foot forward. Or I'm going to break down what you and I have talked about, which is don't be a fucking yes person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and bring your opinions to the table. Bring your, your, your point of your view. Your real thoughts and, yeah. and feelings. And and if you're afraid of being rejected based on your thoughts and feelings, I'm going to go back oh to God. something I said yeah. much earlier in this conversation, which is aren't you looking for somebody to spend time with where you can relax and mm. you don't have to put on this persona because that sounds exhausting. So if you say something that is really part of your opinion and you believe and the person doesn't like it, you go, oh, awesome. I've just saved both of us a ton of time and discomfort. Huge thing in the dating space. Take no for an answer. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you are not vibing with this person, do not let your dickful thinking make you push through. Do you like that don't, phrase? I do. It's I a do. Dan Savage phrase. I really it's do. Not mine. Don't, don't, don't let the sunk cost fallacy make you think that you have to push harder and try more because you've already been talking for 20 minutes. Yeah. Cut your losses and walk away. If this person hates dogs, get the fuck out of there. Leave. 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 Being, being your authentic self is a great thing because, A, uh, it's either going to form a bond with this person or you're going to get rejected. And, and in both cases, there should always be self-examination. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, 
We're not suggesting that you go into these interactions assuming that there is no more growth on your end that needs to happen or that you have nothing to learn from these interactions because you absolutely do. I I think that's kind of the mentality that frustrates a lot of people or frustrates a lot of women in this dynamic of like, yeah, you're frustrated that we're not dating you. You're frustrated that we're not giving you attention. What have you done to perhaps make yourself a little more appealing, a little more worthy of attention? Like if, if you haven't developed any social skills, if you don't have a sense of humor, if if you don't know how to talk to somebody and then you're angry at us because we're having a hard time connecting with you, that that feels like a dead end. And that feels like you're putting the blame on us for something that is well within your control. Yeah. I mean, can I say that that is also a really big issue in the heteronormative space Absolutely. of dating women of of there is a presentation of like, I have a vagina and so I don't have to bring anything else to the table. Oh, 100 percent. That exists. <laughs> of, like, of like, I'm here to like laugh at jokes, but like I don't need to be funny. Yeah. Or. Yeah. Have, just have just, skills. Right. Like there are people that lean on the objectification process. Absolutely. They do because it benefits them and they know that it's going to work with the lowest common denominator of partners they're looking for. Yeah. And it applies to like in bed too. Like, oh, I have a vagina, so I don't have to show up and do anything. I don't have to put in any effort because you're the one with the penis. So it's, it's on you to impress me and not the other way around. And that's a really, you and I had a really deep conversation one day that, that this kind of came out about. Because it has this has been so challenging for women in that space that a lot of women haven't formed any opinions about their wants, needs, or desires, frankly, because nobody asked. Right. Absolutely. And, and no one was ever even concerned in you taking the time to stop and think about it. And then you find yourself down the road being like, oh, my God, I actually don't know. What I like. What I like. Or, or what I I'm want. At, or what I want. Yeah, which is a really confusing place to be in. Yeah. And it it can make you very resentful. Let me I'm we're not trying to say in this lovely little episode here that men suck and no, only and only no. men suck and only men need to fucking buck up and change some shit. Okay, so you've got this group, you've approached them or this this person that you're interested in, you've approached them both in a single situation and in a group situation. Now, Because we're talking about picking up people, Rachel, Mm. how do we escalate this to sexy time? Well, first of all... In an ethical and wonderful way where both parties are interested. Well, first of all, we've talked about this before, setting this expectation that no matter what, this needs to lead to sexy time, especially this needs to lead to sexy time tonight... It's not going to go well. Right. It's going to create a lot of anger. It's going to create a lot of disappointment. You've got to get out of the checking the box space. Get out of you, the checking you're the box. Never, you're not going to do a good job in a job interview, in, in like anything in life, if you are driven by the goal and you're not living in the moment that's happening. Absolutely. So getting rid of expectations is definitely a step one. A step two... 
So if you've started the conversation and the conversation is flowing and they're not giving you one word answers, they're not facing away from you, they're not, mm hmm, and not asking you any questions in response to the things you're asking them or the things you're saying. Generally speaking, like I find this this happens a lot in like online dating conversations yeah. too. If one person is the one asking the question or typing out a full sentence and all you're getting in return is, yeah, no, uh-huh, LOL, just leave. Yeah. Cl clearly this person, whether or not they might have some kind of interest, they're not willing to demonstrate that they have any interest. So like, just cut your losses. Yeah, you don't it's the same thing in person. Look for eye contact. Look for that person facing you. Look for that person picking up on things you say in conversation and continuing the thought, leading it to another question. Like all of these things, if they seem to be participating in the conversation as much as you are, that is a very clear signal that like, okay, why don't you stick around and yeah. we'll see how this goes. I, I put as my like, step two in that outside of like read the room and make sure there aren't big big red nose mm -hmm. uh paying attention to the initial signs of physical connection yes the initial place is where you're like well, we're just like we're just doing this little dance in whatever space you're in so like one really great way if you're sitting at the bar and you're on stools it's like man our knees are touching now mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a great if they're there, they're touching. They've been there for quite a long time. That is a or little physical and, yes. And if you're not close enough, like, is the stool swiveling towards you? Right. Or is the stool kind of still, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh, absolutely, swiveled away. It's a very easy tell. So there's, like, knees touching. There's also, like, let's say we're sitting at a table and like the elbow lean gets a little long. <laughs> it gets a little long of like, here's here's the person's face and, and I'm just kind of like getting down just a little bit closer. We're we're bridging that gap in yeah. in, in our physical there's, distance to each there, other. There, there's some distance and I don't know exactly what it is. I think it differs depending on culture, right? In Finnish culture, it's like, if they're closer than the other end of the bar, you're doing great. <laughs> But I think in America, it's it's about like an appropriate distance for like strangers is perhaps like one average person's like shoulder width between the two of you. Yeah. Right. That's like we're strangers. Maybe we're politely talking. I don't know if that distance starts to close and there's maybe like half a person's width between the two of you or if that distance is just closer than it was when you first started. Awesome sign. Yeah. Or th this is a this is one of my moves in the bar. <laughs> if I'm trying to possibly escalate or demonstrate that I'm interested, uh -huh. if there is anything on the other side of the person I'm talking to that I could possibly need to reach for, I will reach for it. And as I reach for it, I will put my hand on that person's arm and go, oh, sorry, I just want to grab a napkin. Is this a distinct move of yours? Yeah, it is. That's move number two. Move number one is catch somebody's eye, uh -huh. look away, catch it again, smile, and look away. Okay. That's my first move. That's a great invite. It is a great invite. Yeah. But that's move number one. And then move number two is, oh, excuse me, I just want to grab a napkin. <laughs> 
<laughs> or I, a straw or like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Just any anything that I could conceivably reach for. Just hand on the forearm for a half a second. I love that. Thank you. Uh, I will say uh, some of my moves definitely just have to do with confident eye contact. Mm. Not weird not eye a, contact. Not a stare. It's not a stare. And there is also something that people definitely clock, which is looking at somebody's lips. Yes. Yeah. There's a reason you see people do it in movies a lot. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, there's also, if you're sitting across from each other, you know, the hands on the table are sort of like slowly starting to get closer to each other. Uh, these are these are all sort of like at the bar kind of kind of signals. Mm-hmm. But what you're what you're doing in this situation is it's it's getting to the point that like both of us are demonstrating a interest. craving and an interest for more connection for for a next tier connection um then this is the thing that i want more people to pay attention to because it'll help you so much because nobody stops and thinks about this shit which is the shifts that happen in a date the energetic shifts no i mean the actual shifts like location shifts moves transitions Mm. uh this is when you need to most pay attention because when people are going through a shift, they are demonstrating their internal intentions out of the moment. Mm. So let's say you and I are at a table and I'm like, hey, do you want to go dance right now? I will learn everything about where you're at based on how you get up from this table and how you approach the dance floor. You're either doing it sure. <laughs> begrudgingly or you're excited yeah. about it or like okay. you you may be going out there and then you turn back and look for me or you go out there and you don't turn back at all when you are shifting from one section to another that's where you're going to get the real read on people of whether or not in this next phase I should push things that's very interesting because if i ask you to get up and dance and you're kind of begrudging about it i know that when we get up there I'm going to kind of power through this dance, but I'm going to give you the out. Yeah. Or, or you're not going to push it. You're going to give the other person the opportunity to escalate. I have to stop pushing. Yeah. I have to let this person feel a little more comfortable and drive the ship a little bit more. Yeah. Um, And those transitions are really important because just because let's say I was watching Rachel's moves. She didn't really want to dance. I saw that she didn't really want to dance. You know, it's an amazing thing for the next date is the fact that I pay attention to fucking signals. People love that. If they're if you're like, oh, I could tell that like you weren't super into it. And I'm like, hey, do you just want to go sit back sit, sit sit. at the bar or like, hey, do you want to just go sit at that quieter table in the back right. so I can actually hear you? Yeah, it's kind of loud in the dance floor. It's louder than I thought. Let's just go back or like. Hey, it's it's kind of loud here. I know this other place that's a little quieter. Do you want to go there? Right. If yeah, I <laughs> those nights are often like the most fun if I meet somebody and then I'm and then they can propose like another idea of another public place to go. Like, oh, this night just became an adventure. Right. Right. So shifts are a huge part of dates. There's then the shift from this location to the home or the car. Mm. So let's say you came together. We'll say moving from the bar to the car. 
When I ask you for that shift, paying attention to your signals of, is this person interested in keeping this night going or is this person tired and like kind of done? Ready to be okay. over. Because the thing is, you people out there, when you're dating somebody, you know these shifts. When you're with your partner, you're like, I know when they want to fucking leave. At least hopefully. Right. If you're, if you're in a relationship, hopefully you know enough about your partner to be able to read their body language and energy. Right. But the problem is those signals are often there in the very beginning. You're not paying attention to them because you're trying to get something out of this. I'm not paying attention to how you're walking to the car because I want you to come home. I mean, and, and you know, the, the most generous interpretation is you're not reading it because you don't know them very well and you don't know what their particular signals are. But let's be real. That's, again, where this expectation kind of right. comes into play of like, if I have this expectation that I'm going to that we're going to sleep together tonight, all I'm going to look for is reasons to push for it and not reasons to stop or slow down. Yeah. All right. So now we're in the car <gasps> reading signals in the car there's all kinds of signals so many yeah so many. cars get very flirty very fast or it gets really uncomfortable really fast yes the car then this transition to the car is a great time for you to go hey how is this going as if if this still going well the person is leaning towards you they're talking and engaging a lot shoulders are turned towards you yeah uh, if they're not maintaining they're, eye contact, they're looking at you when you're not looking at them, especially they're looking at you. If the conversation has a little bit of a lull and eye contact is still maintained. Whoo. Yeah. Whew, the tension in that moment. Right. So then park the car. There's another shift that happens, which is like, all right, we're at this next destination. Are we going in together or is this the end? Uh, there can be a myriad of different things that happen in this moment. Uh, they can just not want the evening to end, but not want to go inside, which means lingering inside and continuing the conversation. Who hasn't had a car conversation that went until like four in the oh morning? Oh my God. And they're incredible. They're great. Yeah. You love them. You're vibing. And that's great. And that might be a huge win for that evening. How do we know that we should go inside? If you're invited, that's pretty good. That's, <laughs> that's pretty a good one. That's a pretty the good invitation. Indicator. Big green light. Right. Right. Like that's that's about the biggest green light you're now, gonna get. Now let's say I mean if you're driving you're and you're together, uh you know, if you're like, Hey, I, I had a really great time, you're like, Oh, we can you can come up. That's obviously yeah. an invitation. Or like if you're the person that is getting dropped off and you would like to to have them come up, how do you read that signal of like whether you should extend the invitation? I mean, again, it's it's a lot of these body signals. I honestly, I'm, this may feel a little awkward physically, but I'm a really big fan of like the car kiss. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Yeah, be a fan. If I haven't kissed somebody yet, I don't want to invite them into my space because inviting them into my space escalates the sure. tension. Yep. It might escalate the expectation a little bit. And there's no nice way to put this. 
if you're not a good kisser, I'm not going to want to fuck you. <laughs> That's it. It ends there. I, 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 I need, I need some kind of little, like, yeah. is, is there sexual chemistry here beyond this tension that we've built up over this entire evening? Right. I'm a huge fan of the car kiss, car makeout. And yeah. that usually happens with like a moment of quiet, maintaining eye contact and like, Hey, I've been wanting to kiss you all night. Can I kiss you? Amazing line. If if I'm like maintaining eye contact with them, yes, the answer is yes, I want to kiss them. I want to I want to audition the kissing before we have a call back up in the apartment. Does that sure. make sense? Yeah. I'll give you guys another tool that a lot of people don't think about. If uh if you're worried cuz cuz again, going from the car to the house is a big jump. If you're worried about making that transition, you can make another alt transition, which is like, hey, I'm not, I'm, do you want to go for a walk? Hmm. You know, yeah. I don't necessarily want to go home yet, but, you know. Yeah. And I mean, you, you don't, you don't always have to say like, do you want to come up? It can be like, hey, I have that album that we were talking about if you wanted to listen to it. Or, you know, like, or what, there's what, a like, million ridiculous. Do you want to watch a movie? Do you want to watch a movie? You want to go watch a movie? Yeah, at one thirty in the morning, I want to watch a movie. Absolutely. Or a, a clear signal if the person hasn't sent you the 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 invitation that you can create an invitation for them to say yes or no is, uh, I'm not really tired yet. Yeah, I'm not really tired yet. Or, so what do you have going on tomorrow? Do you have to work? No, no, no I don't have no, I don't have work in the morning. Great. I mean, I'm no. not really tired. Are you? No, I'm no, oh. I'm not tired. Okay. Do you want to like? <laughs> That's it. That's how it works. That's it. <laughs> That's how you are do you it. tired? No. Are you great. tired? Yeah. But are you tired is a great way of being like, it's giving them an out, and that is the biggest yeah. part of like these <sighs> these ethical tiered escalations of things is like I'm creating an ask with the op with with the ability for you to say no. It's. Without making it weird for either of us. If you can picture like a long hallway with a series of doors, what you're doing is opening the next door, opening the next door, opening the next door and seeing if they want to come through, mm. not trying to shut the door they came through behind right. them as soon as right. they come through, because that's terrifying. It's yeah. just, hey, if you want to come through this door with me, cool. And if you want to make an exit, that is also totally cool. Having that energy of whatever you choose, I will be fine. My life will continue. Mm. I will not blow up at you. I will not be super angry if you don't decide to go through this door. I'm not trying to cut off your exit because I don't need to trap you. Why would I? I'm awesome. And of course you want to spend time with me. And if you don't, I'm awesome enough on my own. And that's coming back to the like, hey, I'm a person of value. Right. I have inherent value without conquering you. I have inherent value without taking you, anything. Without taking anything from yeah. you, without you affirming me. Like there there's I don't there, need I'm gonna I'm giving you the op, the opportunity to get a lot without me taking anything from right. you. And people love that sales right. pitch. I want you. I don't need you, but I want you. Whew. Okay. Whew. Now, we're inside. There's yet another shift. 
Are we going to sit down on the couch? Most likely. Yeah. Are, we are we going? We gonna... Are we going from the living room to the bedroom? This is again. It's another opportunity for you to like read the room. And and let me put this out there. If if this is a date where things are going to get physical, and maybe this is just my opinion, to make things less weird for everybody. If if you're not making out in the living room, do not Don't, shift things to no, the bedroom. No. Living room make out is where it starts. Yeah. If if you're Un- unless, if you're in the living unless it's a studio apartment. Right. Well, well also and unless like then, they have roommates and there's a common space if they're like, "Oh, my TV's in my bedroom." Fine. Right. And and also, let me put this out there. If someone's like, "Hey, my TV's in my bedroom. Let's go watch it in there." That's not your green light for sex either. No. You're still no. you still have to get all of the yeses built Along up. Along the way. And somebody's saying, hey, come watch a movie in my bedroom, and then I'm going to expect you to go home, is not them teasing you. They don't fucking owe you anything. That's that's another space that people get into a lot of trouble is that that entitlement space of like i've mentioned i've mentioned this before but like one of my techniques in dating to see if i'm safe and if i'm around a safe person is to set up boundaries set up like small boundaries and see if they're respected so like even if i've gotten to the point where we're like here and there's roommates in the common room and so we're like watching a movie if let's say we like start kissing and we're making out and I pull back. I'm just like, I just need to take a, a breath for a second. And they respect that and pull back and go, yeah, oh my God, totally fine. Then for me, that's a green light in terms of like, oh, this person is going to listen to me. Yeah. If, if I need something, they're open to it. There's but if also- I try to like pull back and they push in harder, that's going to make me want to cut it off and get up. Because at that point, I'm like, oh, am I going to stay safe here? Maybe not. I don't ever want to be in question of whether or not I'm safe. Yeah. I mean, there's also the the testing of the your your boundaries being respected could just be like a you go into the bedroom. You're like, hey, let's sit on the floor instead mm-hmm. of sitting on the bed. Uh, and if they're like, oh, no, but the bed's comfortable. It's like, I just Listen told to you. Listen to what the fuck yeah, I, just I just said to you. I just fucking told Please. you. Please. Um, yeah. Or even like I've had a lot of interactions where I've said, hey, look. Um, I'm not tired and I want to keep hanging out and I'm glad you're here. But just so you know, I don't want to have sex tonight. Or I would really like it if we just kept it to kissing and making out. Like just a a lot of times those conversations can be hard for people to have. But I find it helpful. I think they're fucking spectacular. I I love them. But we but there there's no. Those conversations take practice and it's not something you see demonstrated a lot. You know what yeah. I mean? Of like, hey, um, just so you know, I'm glad you're here, but I'm I'm really not up to having sex tonight. Or I'm really not up to this. Or do you mind if we just keep it PG for now? Mm-hmm. And putting out those boundaries ahead of time, super helpful because then the other person isn't left like, do they want this? Do they not want this? So if you're on the side of like, this is as far as I want to go tonight, you're doing the other person a huge favor. And if that person doesn't listen to you and tries to push past those boundaries, then they've done you a favor and they've shown you that they're not a safe person. Man. Okay. So we're there. 
we've successively talked about seeing a person <laughs> at the bar, reading the various signals, escalating the physical connection, following them along in the various shifts. We're there. It's happening. We have picked a person up. And who knows what could happen, whether this is a thing that continues to grow and blossom or this was just a fun thing that we did for whatever. And I also want to put as an aside, the whole Andrew Tate pickup artist approach is based on lies and inauthenticity. Mm. And a lot of people think that if all they want is a one night stand or if all they want is casual sex they need to participate in the lie in the inauthenticity that if that's what you want you have to make it seem like it's not and you need to manipulate people and i want to say that i heartily disagree with that that if what you are looking for is just kind of casual there is an opportunity for you to say god you are really hot um I'm just up. I'm just looking for something casual. How do you feel about that? Or like, so like, you know, what are you looking for right now? That's in, a in, great way to start it is what are you yeah, looking for? Right what now? are you looking for? Because, you know, this, this whole thing of like, oh, I need to make them think that I'm high value, think that I want a relationship, think right. all of these things that are a total fabrication. And a lot of these conversations may not come up in that first night. They might come up a little bit further along the way. But just like lots of people are just down for casual sex. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to phrase it and make it not weird. And, and not mutually beneficial. And mutually beneficial. And you know what's the best part about mutually beneficial casual sex? You can do it way more. Yeah. People are much happier having mutually beneficial casual sex. And also, this is something for everyone out there uh, that, that we all kind of think about and experience. And, and, and it's even more true with like Instagram and social media. Uh, these people are not having as much sex as they are presenting that they are. Oh, I can't imagine that they are. Right. Jesus. We get fixated on like the numbers. anyone that is having potentially theoretically more sex than we are having. And then we're like, that person is doing it right. And I want their life. Um, but you don't know. You don't know all the things that are going on in the nuances know. of the date. Like they could be like, dude, I'm having casual sex every night of the week. And it's like, oh, you're having gross, sad sex with people that are like not in a good place. And uh, yeah, no, that's not you. You are people's rock bottom five you're nights a week. Congratulations. And they you're... talk shit about you and they're dissatisfied. And yeah. I still remember the absolute worst lay I ever had. Mm. Do you want to be that person? <laughs> I can almost guarantee you don't want to be the worst lay somebody ever has. Yeah. And these dudes are not bragging to their friends about being the worst in bed. They brag about the things they take from people. But if right. all those people were like, oh, yeah, I did sleep with that person. And they are hands down worst human being i've ever said worst saddest experience of my life i got up the next morning and i checked myself into rehab (laughs) i got up the next morning and i called my therapist yeah you never want to be the you never want to be the reason that somebody's like i really got to change my fucking life yeah well thank you all uh for joining us, this was quite the adventure in the the pickup space. In the pickup space, I uh, trying to pick people up is not inherently bad. No, the way Andrew Tate does it is. 
Yeah. It's bad. It's inauthentic. It's toxic. It's absolute bullshit. And anybody who has any sense of value will see through it immediately. People honestly. wanting to have sex with each other is a good thing. It's a great thing. If it's good for both people involved. And if they both genuinely want it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. This was great. I love talking to you. I love talking to you, Peter. Anyway, that's the end of our show. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week, y'all. Bye. Thank you.